0: join the conversation with June and Heidi. Welcome to A Cup of Grace. The world seduces us through our natural senses, like the beautiful things money can buy or the way a person or a substance can make us feel or even a delicious meal. All of these things on on the media like TV and music or that we listen to all of these things can become a substitute for God all of us worship something we should examine our hearts to see what treasures are buried what is your substitute for God Let's start up by explaining what a substitute is. It's, it could be a place, thing, a person, or even a thought that takes first place in your mind. It's the thing or that person you go to when you're in trouble or that person that, or that thing that you relied on. That is just bringing that satisfaction, the thing you crave for, uh, for the most. That unstoppable thought in your mind that it overtakes everything about you sometimes you can have a substitute and you won't even realize it until trouble comes which would have to, that's one of the things that happened to me I was um you could say I' worshiping a lot in my relationship with my husband um before Christ I mean my 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 relationship with my husband was just everything for me it was my motivation to wake up every day it's that thing it was the number one thought in my mind at all the time until trouble came yeah and guess who was the only one who was able to fix it? God. Your husband, he can't, he can't take all that. Yeah. And one thing about the substitution, is it's, it's just so available to us. It's so recommended by social media, by the world, by people, um, by our own selves. And it could be so many things from sport, sports, religion, uh, politics. It could be food. It could be shopping. It could be certain brands. Your car, your house, your career. So many things. Drugs, so, sex, I mean, what so else is many things, there? Is. so many things. And all of these are, like you said, they're idols. It's a form of idolatry. Mm-hmm. And all idolatry is meant to do is to gradually pull you away from God. Mm-hmm. From That gradual pull, you won't notice. It's fulfilling it, the independence from oh, God in a way. He wants us to be independent and to trust in ourselves and our own resources He does not want us to know what is happening. Our accuser, the devil, he is very deceitful and he is very good at what he does. (laughs) So that subtle um, thoughts that start coming in our minds from uh, some of the stuff that we're looking at or that we're seeing, or like you said, the, the drug or alcohol abuse, how it starts off fun but then as time goes by you become dependent on it we're not supposed to be dependent on anything but the lord and when something right raises itself up higher exalts itself up higher then god is it's not going to help us in any way and it's because we're reducing him we're reducing god and exalting Everything else, like the Bible says, they serve, they created the things rather than the Creator. Yeah. And when we're in trouble, and maybe because of those substitutes, like I was saying, you you may be worshiping your 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 boyfriend or your girlfriend. And when you have trouble with them, then who do you turn to? Yeah. Or your children. children, right? Mm-hmm. And then you want to pray to God. And I, I look at it as being in a relationship or trying to be in a relationship with multiple people at the same time. It's like, let's say, for instance, your husband come home with his girlfriend asking you to cook a meal for both of them. Mm. How would you feel about that? So I I feel like that's how God looks at you when you try to come and pray to him about your circumstances when you're being put everyone and everything else above him. And that's what God used to tell the Israelites all the time. Y'all are adulterous. Mm They call it it fornication. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is. It's not right. It's cheating on God. right? Right. And we don't want to cheat God. Um, And this comes through a lot of ways through money. Money is a very big substitute, people. And it goes from the poverty mindset to um, just being greedy. Um, Mammon wants to position, well, mammon is money. It wants to position itself as a God in our lives because it can give us so much comfort. And it's not a bad thing. It's just when, like you were saying before, when we put all these material items as something that we have to have. Mm -hmm. But this stuff can get taken away from us. And then what happened? What's going to happen? How are you going to feel about yourself? Mm -hmm. And when stuff is taken, it shouldn't make you feel less than. Because we are enough. Material items don't identify us. It shouldn't be our identity. And that's a dangerous situation to be in when you try to find your identity in the things you possess or on a person or a place. Because like you were saying, any of these things can be done anytime. And these things are constantly changing. Like when you are putting, for instance, because I speak more about this because this is where I can relate the, mo- the most with it. Um, your relationship, you're constantly trying to figure out how I'm going to keep you happy. What I have to do next, you know, um, Do I have any competition out there? Or your job, or this person may get the promotion I want. What do I gotta do to step in the place I need to be? Everything just is constantly changing and everything can be snatched out of your hands anytime, but God remains the same. And all of the satisfaction that we're trying, because in the bottom of our heart, we are seeking for stability. We are seeking for peace. We are seeking for love. We are seeking for joy. And the Bible said, All these things can only come from God. That's when you can see somebody, for instance, one of the worst uh, things that I can think of is a mother or a father losing their child. Mm -hmm. Um, When a husband loses his wife, you can call him a a widow. Yeah. Okay. But there's no word to call a parent that has lost their children. I feel like there's no word that can explain or you can categorize that um, under a word or a title. But that's how you can explain how so many parents may have lost a child and still find themselves um, peaceful at some point and gaining back that joy because nobody can give that to you for God. And it seems impossible. Mm -hmm. When you look at the situation of loss, especially of a child, it just seems like an impossible situation. But all things are possible when you give it to God. Yes, When you walk through your emotions with Him. And that's a big thing that we we don't like to do is to walk through those dark emotions. Dark emotions are, they're meant to kind of give us the temperature of our heart, to let us know what is going on, what is buried deep down in there. And like you said, the loss of a child, that's gonna bring a lot of stuff up, whether it's guilt or shame, you might blame yourself. I can't even imagine because I've never, went through that but I know it would be a very dark place to be so we have to let the Holy Spirit help us Mm -hmm. and that's one teacher we can never give a substitute for is the Holy Spirit. He is the only one that can walk and help us process our feelings and our emotions in a healthy way so we can move on because you lose a child and 15 years later You're still on this earth. You still Mm -hmm. have purpose in your life. But when you're all wrapped up in your loss and you're you're pitying your own self and just that sadness has overcome you, at a point, you have to step out. You still have a purpose here. You still have a mission, whether it's to help other people who have lost children or whatever, whatever the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. But to hear him, a lot of times those dark emotions get in the way and when we process it, it helps to break that ice that has hardened around our heart to be able to move forward. Because with that hardened heart, you, and nothing can get in. And, and that's why you cannot uh, live your life um, and having these places or these people as the center of it. Because like you were saying, once one of them are gone, it's like you lost your identity and your purpose for being. And it's so much more, out there for you you know a purpose that you still have to carry on and when you when you have god on the top list when he's the center of your life and he's not being substituted even when you lose someone so loved as a child um you still have that motivation that keeps you going because then you know and accept that was god's will god still remains who he is in your life and everything else is just people in and things that God just allowed you to have for a moment of time or whatever time, you know, God allowed you to have that person or whatever it is. And one of the things about the substitution or the substitutes for God is that it brings forth destruction. It brings forth unhappiness, and in instability seeking to fill the void. Like you're always looking for something, right? And then in my case, um, I go back to what I was saying. My substitute before Christ was my, my relationship with my husband. Anything that came with it, um, it invited more things. You know, it was him first. Then I got really addicted on my image. I got to look this way. So that, that was another substitute. I got to get up and do this for myself because I got to look good for him. And then that one thing invited something else. You know, drugs, then alcohol, then, you know, different different situations that come in. I'm gonna try so, to I get into it. Um, yeah, yeah. she's she gonna she so, go deep. Yeah, yeah, you know, so one, I will call it a, a demon, will yeah. invite More another demon into yeah. your life, because well, idolatry yeah. and substitutes are they actually say. spirits that yeah. you're dealing with. It is, it is. So, test. You know, we have to continue to test ourselves. And that's to ask these questions, like, what are you substituting for God? Question, mm-hmm. what, what are my priorities? What do I treasure? Am I looking to others to bring me happiness? Other people cannot be your God. You cannot lift people up like that because they're going to disappoint you yes. and then it's going to affect your relationship. Yeah, um, our discernments can be completely known. Yeah, it, and it can, and that, that goes back to our senses. They, they become dull and a very important part is which we have said this a few times on our different um, conversation is we have to continue to fast to be able to really be able to see things as they are, to, to get our senses, senses aligned with God's will and God's ways. Because I, us naturally, we naturally just mess up. Yeah. All the yeah time. That's, that's why examination definitely is something that we have to practice. Like David said um, in the Psalms just examine my heart, search me. You know our heart is so deceiving and we have talked a little bit of the things or at least i i did about the things i did before christ but how does it feel like to substitute god when you are actually somebody who is in the church somebody who has accepted christ in your life i can get cut up pretty quick um when trouble comes my way um probably instead of going to pray I will start cleaning the house like I just lost my mind. My, my children, and my husband, be looking at me like, you know, yeah, you overdoing it. Yeah, you know, yeah, mama gonna don't. do this. though that happen? Mama gonna be cleaning twenty four seven to avoid my reality, and that that becomes to be my substitute sometimes. Because when we are in trouble, we are supposed to first thing turn to God instead of everything, everything else, and. One thing I learned quickly, um, you may not know you're substituting God until trouble comes your way strong enough to wake you up to realize that those things that you've been practicing and doing or the people that you're relying on cannot help you. They can. So once we, you know, kind of test ourselves and examine ourselves and we ask the question of what are we substituting and then we, we fill in the blank so now what are we gonna do about this? We, have to, we can't just say, okay, this is what it is and not take it any further. It's like um, like you're taking the test. It's, it's not just a one word answer. It's a continuation because once you ask that question, you have to ask why and how. how did it happen? Where did it come from? Keep going with it. Once you go there, you have to um, you have to resist it mm-hmm. you have to resist the urges the cravings that come you can't cater to it or let it uh, let it build where it gets bigger and bigger anywhere it becomes that first thought in your mind instead of thinking of, of of you know maybe a scripture or something you have something else that's keep running through your mind so once you resist it, you have to replace it. Mm-hmm. You can't just resist and be like, okay, I'm not gonna do this, I'm not gonna think about this, I'm not going to have a substitution for God. But you have to replace it. So that's where the word comes in. Speak the word over your life. Mm-hmm. Find that uh find that scripture. You can Google it mm-hmm. if I'm it's so uh, easy now. Yeah, I mean you mm-hmm. don't even have to search too hard. Google it, see exactly what <clears throat> what uh, scripture is going to speak to this situation directly our words are powerful yes it is and, and it is possible to remain faithful you mm-hmm. have the example of daniel the, the three hebrew boys um a lot of times we can bring substitutes our own souls. sometimes the devil will um offer us you know just like when jesus was tempted after he fasted i mean the devil want to come at you and offer you things you already got through God. So yes. the way you want to come about is what's going to make the difference. Yeah. But it is possible with daily examination, daily prayers and renewal of our mind, it is possible. It's funny because um, this last week I was uh, watching with my husband. Um, the movie, I think the name was Hustle. It was about this uh, basketball uh, reporter. He'll, he'll go around the world trying to find uh players to recruit from there for, for the NBA. Mm-hmm. And he found this one guy um, playing on the streets and um, <clears throat> he was a really, really good skill player. He brought him into the United States to show the people he was uh, working with this man's skills. But he had a problem. He would get agitated pretty quick um, when people started that, like taunting him with different things. That's what people So saw once the other guy found out that was his weakness, that's um, all he did. Yeah to the point where he was kind of loose inside of the purpose he had. But then when he, the coach realized that was his weakness, he started training him and as he was uh, as he was training him, he'll get on his face and call him names and say things about his mama or his daughter to get his mind straight. So sometimes God will gotta bring things and allow things to come our way just to see, are you over that hump yet? Are you over that that little uh, uh, stone that always you tripping over, you know, or, you getting stronger you know but we always got to keep just going back to God going back to God about everything that comes our way whether it's our children our husbands our career things that we want desires a house that we want whatever it is always go back to God it is possible to live a life and having God at the center and not bringing substitutes yeah that, that was a real good example um, the skill and the strategies of, of- what you were just saying, you know, God gives us these talents and skills, and all of our talents are for other people. You know, it's for, might be for entertainment, or it, it, it. There's, we have so many different skills. But what you were saying with, with that player, how upset he got, that could have really stopped everything right then if he couldn't get that under control, because that was gonna be the thing that changed his life if he couldn't get his anger and his his outburst under control it would have messed up his 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 calling really right so it is very important for us to look at the strategies that the devil uses Mm -hmm. to come against us because all of us have a certain weakness Mm -hmm. um it's also like you said the uh we all have a skill point or status you know people want to be a certain way they want to look a certain way and we have that on social media yes. all of the time or if you do have a special talent people want to exalt you up too high where you get big headed and you just so we use our gifts and talents to substitute and God, but he's the one who gave it, it to us. Like you have David, for instance, he was a, a, a man of war. Like he he was a great warrior. He was a great fighter. But if everything, he consulted God, God, should I go pursue? Should I? Always, oh, and like I said before, it is possible to do all of these things and keeping God in the place where he's supposed to be. Exalted yes. Yes. above all things. He has a name that is greater than any other name. Because, I mean, doing, having a skill or talent on your own, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's good. But when you let God in it, uh, that the thing become great. Is, whew, I mean, you are you, awesome. Man. And always remember to give him the, the glory. glory. He, the Bible tells us everything we do, do it as you doing it on to him. Yeah. He is worthy. He is so worthy. Um, so, so what would be a couple of questions you can ask yourself to kind of um, pinpoint those substitutes? Like, I have a couple, like, what are you loyal to? Or what are you depending on? Um, what is your source of identity? And what are you thirsty for? Like, are you constantly thirsty for God? Wanting more and more and more of Him? Or are you finding yourself to be okay with the person, the place, or the thing? You know? Mm-hmm. Always asking yourself, am I seeking God enough? Is When I wake up in the morning, what is the first thing in my mind? You know, your conversations can actually tell you what are you relying on? Are you are you even mentioning that? Are you witnessing? Or are you just only talking about what you got, what you possess, what you want. Yeah. Yeah, and you can look at your prayer life with that too. Right? Yeah. Because sometimes we pray, 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 God, can you give me this? God, I need this. I, I, I. Yeah. You might, you know, throw in some family members also, but they're still surrounding yourself. Our prayer should be so much greater than just us. Prayer is that we are opening heaven above us to rain down on others. It's not just for us. We are always here for each other. And I just always to remember that it's much more than we, than we can see. You know sometimes we think it's just all about the relationship the the money the house the influence the image the things you can go and purchase with money but we're here with a a so much greater calling and so much so much greater purpose and uh, we become selfish like people saying it's all about ourselves sometimes and um this is just not the reality this is just things that comes our way to blind us and it's sad to say but that's why you can um, look, scroll through your social media, and just look at the news, and you can see these famous people or person. Um, they had all the money, and the marriage looked that like it was okay. They had no children, nobody's sick. They can go purchase anything they want to because they have it. And then next thing you find out is that they committed suicide. The void in their heart, the void they have in their life, no substitute can fit. No substitute can fill. That's what the Bible, uh, the Bible encourages us to delight ourselves in the Lord, and He will give us the desires of your heart. But we first have to find that delightment, that that joy that comes from being in His presence. Yeah. Then everything else, if it comes, it comes, and if it don't, it don't. But everything that you, your soul and your spirit and your heart and your mind is seeking for, yeah. can only can only come from God and you just made me think of something I read and I don't know which book this is out of but it was talking about um, being in the world, is like playing with mud pies on the sidewalk in a rainy day. You know, it's fun right then but you do this every day. You go right to the end of the sidewalk and you play with some mud pies. But being in God, is like going to Disney World. Mm -hmm. Like with your family and friends, like fun weekends. It... I can't even explain god is better than any drug any alcohol any anything that money can buy any relationship even our husbands and our mothers and our children god is the leader he is the center of everything and as soon as we put him in his rightful place everything begins to fall in place as it should be all of our relationships will benefit from you having a relationship with God, yes, you know, and it's and it's so like that. Um, that sometimes you can um, look at this item and be like, man, this this is that's just 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 an example. This is two hundred dollars. This is good, but I wish I can pay the one that is two thousand dollars. Like we look at the things that are more expensive as the best things to have, but when I look at God and the things that comes from Him. It was way, way too expensive for us to pay for it that he decided to just give it free. Mm-hmm. We could never mm-hmm. pay for the grace. We could never pay, pay for the joy. We could never pay for the peace, the strength, the power, the authority. Everything that comes from him, it's, it, it was too much for us to even think of a price. There's no price for it. But in his love, he freely gives to us. And that's those are the things that we're constantly seeking to substitute, but we, we just could never could never substitute that. There is no substitution for that. Thank you for having a cup with us. We pray in Jesus' name this podcast has ministered to you. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we invite you to do so. And if you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to contact us. Join us again next week for another Cup of Grace.